climb aboard a bus and grab your bum One on the bottom is the one you want Let's rock and roll as you roll down the road Plug John Wayne in a VCR Let the driver tell you where you are Live on the road Good morning, good morning, good morning Little Jerry Jeff kicking things off for us today, live on the road. Getting us going on the Lone Star Outdoors show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. I'm your host, Cable Smith. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks to Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Players as well. I tell you what, this time of year, it's like, it's all about life on the road. Whether you're traveling out of state to hunt or, you know, just to the local reservoir or to your deer lease. Putting miles on the tires, that's what's going on right now. Hoping to get that truck bed and that tailgate just a little bit bloody, if you know what I mean. Uh, But anyway, hope you all are having a great fall. Duck season is here. Deer season is in full swing everywhere. And it's truly my favorite time of the year. We've got a great show lined up for you today. So you know what to do by now. Pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of coffee out of that beat-up old Stanley Thermos, the green one. It still has mud caked on it from last duck season. It just adds character. But uh, pour yourself another cup and get ready for this very gear-oriented episode of the show. And off the top, we'll be joined in studio by Blake Johnson of Pulsar Night Vision and Thermal Imaging Technology. And we'll discuss one specific product that I'm using every day that I'm going in and out of my tree stand, my bow sets. Um, One that I think is invaluable for the bow hunter. Uh, Hell, rifle hunters too, but especially for the bow hunters who need to get in close, um, the Axion is where it's at, and we'll expand on that coming up in a little bit. Also hit on the Thermion rifle scope as well. Um, Then, something that I'm using around the house to display memories of hunts gone by. Rob Shaw, founder of Skull Hooker, will be here. Um, If you don't know what Skull Hooker is, you're going to want to check this out. Because it is an extremely, I just want to call it a practical and affordable way to proudly display your trophies. Especially if you're getting them European mounted. Uh, even skull capped. But uh, yeah, Rob will be here. We'll talk all things skull hooker and uh, talk some big game hunting with a lifelong outdoorsman as well. And then at the uh, bottom of the hour, Mark Boardman of Vortex Optics will be here. And we've got some stuff to get into as far as comparing our Western big game optics packages versus what we're using in the whitetail woods. Uh, They're very different and for good reason. So we'll hit on that coming up here in just a little bit as well. Uh, So that's what's on the docket for today. Going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. A couple other things to mention. Uh, We're going to keep rolling the October photo of the month contest into November because I actually finally got the Mossberg... 350 legend rifle that i'm gonna be giving away to one of y'all it is in my hands um they were back ordered it is a a new newer caliber that they just put out so i've got the 350 legend we're gonna make it an october slash november photo contest send in your best hunting fishing outdoor photo for a chance to win this mossberg 350 legend rifle it's the uh, patriot lineup uh which i have a 270 a 300 win mag and i'm trying to think what else i have in that a 243 uh love the patriot series and one of y'all is going to love this 350 legend so like i said send in your best hunting fishing or outdoor photo you can email them or you can post them on our facebook page or use the hashtag lsos photo contest 
on Instagram. We'll get you entered. And then our monthly winners from this year will square off at the end of 2019 for a chance to win our grand prize, photo of the year, trophy access deer, or black buck hunt with me at Coombs Canyon Ranch this spring. So send in your photos. Um, let's do a quick giveaway. I've got a box of Kent cartridge teal steel. Uh, this is in 20 gauge, but I'm sure I could get a box of 12 gauge if anyone out there would prefer that. But I've got a box of teal steel plus a Kent cartridge camo cap. And to enter this week's giveaway, all you need to do is email the word Kent. That's Kent to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com. Let's take a break. Up next, Pulsar's Blake Johnson joins me in studio on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Trying to fit a square block in a round hole. Heart of darkness facing a thousand bloodshot eyes. We'll know when we get there. In the market for a compact track loader, then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best-built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of Dallas and Louisville, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, Longview, and now McKinney. Visit BobcatofDallas.com or call 469-586-0000. I'm Craig Boddington. I'd like to invite you to become a member of Dallas Safari Club, one of the world's leading hunting and conservation organizations. As a member, you'll receive Game Trails magazine, a monthly newsletter, and invitations to our monthly meetings and special activities. Join Dallas Safari Club, an international organization based in Dallas, supporting hunting and conservation worldwide. For more information, call 800-9-GO-HUNT or visit our website at www.biggame.org. Are you tired of waking up at 2 a.m. to fight public land skybusters? Cable here for Three Crow Outfitters and their new North Texas Duck Club, which consists of over 3,000 acres and 40 water bodies throughout Ellis and Navarro counties. Three Crow does the planting, provides metal blinds, decoys, and posts a weekly scouting report. All you and your buddies do is reserve the property you want and show up to hunt. This opportunity is limited to 10 four-person memberships, so for the waterfowling experience of your lifetime, go to threecurl.com or call 214-641-8097 today. One of my favorites there from Shane Smith and the Saints. What a shame bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. A little birdie, by the way, told me that Shane will be in studio coming up here around Christmas time. So if you're a Shane Smith and the Saints fan, uh, you'll want to stay tuned for more information on that coming up in the very near future. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Uh, this segment of the presentation is proudly brought to you by Lone Star Beer, the national beer of Texas. Whether you're out on the lake trying to catch that 10-pound bass or in the woods trying to put your tag on that 10-point buck, whatever the case, there's no better way to celebrate finding success on the water or in the woods than with an ice-cold Lone Star beer. Lone Star beer, the national beer of Texas. All right, well, let's bring on our next guest. He's made the trek over from the Pulsar Thermal and Night Vision headquarters. He's an avid hog and predator hunter, among other things, and a big part of the Pulsar family. And we're going to get into the latest and greatest thermal technology from our good friends over at Pulsar. It is my pleasure to welcome Blake Johnson to the studio. 
Thanks for having me. We're going to talk about some some thermal stuff today. Uh, obviously, you guys know that I'm a big fan of of y'all's products. Been using, gosh, I don't even, I don't remember what model it was before the uh, the trail. Probably the Apex. The Apex. Yeah. The Apex. Yeah, which has long been discontinued. We've got the trail now, the trail series, and now we've got the new Thermion, mm -hmm. which we're going to talk about today. But one thing that I am absolutely in love with is the Axion. Um, it's got a very dimin diminutive size to it. Mm -hmm. Like if you took, well, my cell phone's recording, but uh, if you took your cell phone, it would be literally same size as far as length as your cell phone. So compact pocket size monocular. Some people call it a scanner. Mm -hmm. um, but that's basically what you're doing when you take it in the field is you're scanning, looking for game. Uh, there's other applications for it as well. But when you talk about a smaller size, the first thing people are going to be concerned about is, are you giving up functionality? Are you giving up features when you have a smaller unit? So let's go through some of these specs on this thing. Um, does it lose any features when you, you know, compare it to the Helion monocular? No, really going from the Helion to the Axion, you're really not going to lose any features. Um, mm -hmm. It still has the eight color palettes. Uh, it's still going to have the onboard recording. It actually gains some uh, onboard recording space. So the Helion's had eight gigabytes. It's going to have 16. Wow. Um, so yeah, you still have your picture in picture function, the still image recording, all that. So awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, and you talked about the color palette. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they have eight color palettes on them. So in addition to black and white, you know, right. you can do the ultramarine, the uh -huh. red hot, you know, predator vision that people like to use. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and then instant startup. That's something I've noticed. Like it's just how thermal has been traditionally push the power button. It takes five, 10 seconds for it to warm up, mm -hmm. get going. This thing seems to, uh, start up pretty quickly. I mean, a thermal is basically a computer, you know, mm -hmm. so starting it up takes a little bit of time. So with older models, you know, it'll take a little bit. Uh, with these, you just power them on. It's a two-second startup time, so they start almost instantly. So right. if, if you see something, you can start it up quickly and be scanning right away. Well, so I've taken this thing so far to uh, Newfoundland, taken it last week, took it to California, and just to, you know, get some different stuff, uh, took some video of some sea lions, yeah. So you could tell, like, you know, they, they're all, like, uh, bunched up on uh, at the harbor. And the ones that are coming out of the water, I mean, it even, like, picks up a flipper, just one flipper, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so very impressive on that front. But going back to the small size, I just stick it in my toiletry bag and, like, just uh, take it in my carry-on with me. Oh, absolutely. Um, people don't really even know what it is. They don't ask. They don't care. Yeah. But if you are taking it to another state, you do need to, uh, for hunting purposes, you need to look up the regulations Make sure that it's allowed in that state. Um, some states will let you scout with it, but you can't have it on you when you're actually hunting. Uh, we don't have that problem in Texas. Nope, not here. <laughs> you can use it <laughs> whenever goodness. you want for whatever you want, um, which is why it's a, such a valuable tool for me personally. And I think any bow hunter right now this time of year, people think thermal hunting, okay, we're going to go get some hogs. We're going to you know, scan a field, stock up on some hogs, or we're going to try to call in a coyote. I'm using it for deer hunting. And not for the purpose of killing deer, but to prevent myself from blowing deer out of my hunting area. Yes. That is what my my biggest application for this unit is right now. Um, I'm hunting a small property. I want to know if there are deer on there. And if there are, then I'm going to let them feed through, you know, do their thing. And then I'm going to get into my stand. So I think, um, you know, from a bow hunting perspective, it's a, it's a tool that is now 
much more affordable. Mm-hmm. What is the MSRP on this model? Uh, so these are going to start at about 1600 retail uh-huh. and they'll go up to about 2800 just depends on the model. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the new campaign is no longer optional because yes. they are affordable. Absolutely. I mean, if you're a hunter, you're spending thousands of dollars per year, whether that's on you know your gun, your gear, your lease. Yeah. Uh, so you might as well use thermal as well. It's now affordable. It's it's small. You can carry it in your pack and you can use it for blood tracking, scanning, getting in and out of your stand, you know, not to push mm-hmm. stuff up like you said. So it's not just for hog hunting. Yeah. It's, it's for everything. And at $1,600, I mean, that's basically a new bow. So people, a lot of people buy a new bow every year. I don't, but some people do. Mm-hmm. I mean, just don't get a bow this year or, hey, maybe, you know, hold off on that shotgun another year, whatever it is. Uh, and you pick up a thermal. How long will these things last? Oh, so they have a three-year warranty on them okay. straight from us, but I mean, they'll last a lot longer than that if you take care of them. Yeah. And I mean, they're built to last as well. They're waterproof, IPX7 waterproof. <laughs> if so. you take care of them. I don't really take care of well, much of I'm my stuff. Well, I'm tough on my gear, so I mean, I'll say I still have an Apex, uh, you know, that's however many years old, like you said, yeah. and I mean, I beat that thing up and it still works, so I, I trust I don't think you really have to take care of them. I mean, like, <laughs> just don't throw it on the ground, yeah, but I yeah. beat mine to hell and I've never had any issues with them. Uh, going back to the Helion, too, I mean, I abused the hell out of that thing. When I gave it back to you guys, uh, I think y'all were like, what in the hell did you do to this oh, thing? We get them <laughs> covered in dirt all the time, mud, I mean, yeah. you name it. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't really clean my shotgun that often either. So if it isn't broke, I'm not fixing it. Okay, so smaller price tag. And it's six, like you said, 1600 bucks is a lot of money you know, for an average guy, but you're going to spend it anyway on hunting this year, and this is going to last you a long time, and it's going to be a functional, practical tool that's going to be a part of your, of your pack. I mean, it is for me. Um, also, other people that you know are using this, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a really good tool for search and rescue. Um, we've seen a lot of law enforcement using it for fugitive recovery. So mm-hmm. you know they're trying to track down a bad guy. He's maybe hiding under a car or something like that. All they have to do is pull this out, start it up, scan, and you'll see the heat signature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So interesting uh, application there for our LEOs. I know they're a big fan of it. So actually, we had an individual call into the office last week. And they had used their trail to uh, find some people that were flipped over in a car that had crashed. They were coming home from bow hunting in Nebraska, and they were at a stop sign. They thought they heard someone saying, help me. Oh, wow. And uh, so they brought out their thermal, looked around. It was pitch black. It kind of gives me chills. (laughs) I know, right? And they actually saw a car that was flipped about 30 yards off the road, and they saw three individuals trapped inside. So they were able to call 911, get police and first responders out there. It took police about an hour to get everybody out oh, wow. uh, using the jaws of life. But the police told that individual that at least one of those people in the crash wouldn't have made it uh, through the night if he hadn't have found them. So, oh, I mean, man. thermal, it can be a lifesaver. Absolutely. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow. And, and again, that's why the, you know, LEOs use it for search and rescue and then mm-hmm. also for uh, fugitive apprehension. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, wow, that's really cool. So keep your thermal on you. You never know if you'll yeah. you'll save a life. Amazing stuff. Um, moving on to the trail, which is it's the first the thermion. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. The trail. That's the that's the old model. Uh, but the thermion is the first thirty millimeter tube that you guys have put out. So, like, if you're a traditional um, bolt bolt gun hunter, you know maybe you had a hard time getting the trail mounted onto your rifle. Not the case here. You just use 30 millimeter tube, which I know a lot of people are excited about that uh, as far as, you know, just a 
the uh, functionality aspect of, of having that option. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of people are using the trail on bolt actions, uh, mm-hmm. but it's meant more for the AR platform, just no, with the mount and the eye relief. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, this one is obviously can be used on ARs as well. Yeah. Uh, your MSI. I have platforms. hunted with it uh, on uh, the uh, AR over at Three Curls, so mm-hmm. I have had a chance to use it a couple times, and um, I do like that. I do like that um, aspect of it. And, uh, you know, it looks like a traditional rifle scope. Exactly. Yeah. As you put it on a bolt gun, it just looks like your regular standard scope. Uh, you get the proper eye relief on it. Yeah. And it works out really well. So other functions with the Thermion uh, that I like is double the battery life. Yeah. So you've got one up top. Uh, that's the external. And there's actually two different options for it. So you can do the APS-2, which is a smaller battery uh, that mm-hmm. comes standard with it. And then you can also use the APS three, the longer one that comes with your Axion. Okay. Uh, and there's actually two different caps that it comes with. So yeah. So why don't you just show us that actually yeah. give us a visual demo here for people that are watching on social media. Yeah. Okay. Just just recharge this one up and then you've got mm-hmm. an internal battery right here as well. Yeah, so the, the you side turret, through a USB side turret is just a, uh, internal battery. So, yeah. As soon as this external battery is used up, it's going to switch over automatically to the internal. Okay. So you can hot swap your batteries with no problem. Cool. Um, what about the magnification here compared to the Trail series, for example? So it's going to be a little bit more. So the XP series, the XP38 and mm-hmm. the XP50s, they're going to have just slightly more magnification than the Trail counterparts, the XP38 Trail and XP50. Um, but then going down, we have the XM models now. The trails had the XQs, which was a 384 by 288 sensor. Mm-hmm. These are going to be a 320 by 240, but it's a 12 micron, which allows us to get more magnification out of it. So the XM50 is actually going to have 5.5 to 22x magnification, which is a lot more than a lot of our thermals right. used to have. Yeah. So for me, I'm thinking about like predator hunters that are hunting, you know, more open country. They're going to have more mm-hmm. magnification. Um, that's one thing about the thermal game that's changed is you can take longer shots now. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Typically, I, when, when I first started hunting with Apex, I was like, okay, I want to get within 120 yards, right? Mm-hmm. Preferably closer. And so, I mean, that's where you want to be if you're a hog hunter. I mean, right. you're Texas hog hunters. You're probably going to be within 100 yards almost yeah. almost every time. But you've got your coyote hunters, your your Midwest guys that have the open fields, like you said. And I mean, you really need more magnification to take those 200, 300 yard shots. Which is like not uncommon now with this, with this rifle scope. No, no. 300 yard shot is with that magnification shouldn't be a problem. Not at all. So uh, MSRP on the Thermion. So they're going to start at 2,800 and then go to 5,000 just depends on the sensor and magnification you get. Okay. Okay. And, uh, I do want to remind everybody about the uh, Lone Star Door Show discount code. So if you want to pick up either the Thermion or the Axion or, you know, um, still want a Trail or Helion, you guys still have some of those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can use the promo code Lone Star um, at PulsarNV.com. Get 20% off and free shipping on your order. And again, I just want to talk, uh, you know, about the the Axion and can't re- recommend it enough. Um, such a valuable tool for for wherever you're hunting but the worst thing as a deer hunter is when you just hear a, a snort wheeze or deer just blow you know blowing and you're like ah, well i just screwed up this hunt you know yeah. and that doe just she just sold me down the river to every buck yeah so uh this will prevent that from happening and that's why i think it's such a valuable part of uh especially bow hunters kit so uh, y'all check it out pulsar 
Blake, I certainly appreciate your time today, brother. What uh, what are you off to hunt next? Ooh, uh, let's see. I guess I'm going to go to East Texas this weekend, try to get a deer. So we'll see how that goes. Okay, but, right yeah. on. And then duck hunting season's right around the corner. So yeah. So what? What more about? Let's talk about you just here for a second, since okay. I've got you. What are your favorite things to hunt? Uh, definitely hogs and predators. Of course. Uh, and then ducks are close <laughs> do, behind. Do you have to say that? <laughs> I, well, that's about all I do. You know, I don't ever, I don't go do exotics and stuff uh -huh. like that. So, you know, calling coyotes and bobcats and uh, getting hogs, that's that's what I do. And a deer this weekend, hopefully? Hopefully, yeah. Right on. And uh, I didn't know you liked to, to duck hunt as well. I started a couple of years ago. I got a friend that got me into it. Um, and, I mean, it's it's pretty intense. It's it's yeah. a lot different from hog hunting or, you know, calling predators in, but you just met Belle a second ago and uh she always looks at me funny when I when I pick up a bow these days. So she's <laughs> like, You're cheating on me. Yeah, you gotta yeah. gotta take her out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well man, um if you wanna give us uh first of all, Pulsar's social outlets. Mm-hmm. You can follow us uh, on Instagram at Pulsar Night Vision, mm -hmm. and you can find us on Facebook at Pulsar Thermal and N V. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you personally and You're I always am, posting hunting content. I am at Blake the Politician on Instagram. So okay, so what's with the politician? You know, I don't know. I guess I thought I wanted a career in politics <laughs> at one point, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a good industry to be in. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, right on, man. Well, hey, thanks for dropping by the studio. I certainly appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So there he goes, our good friend, Blake Johnson of Pulsar Thermal and Night Vision. Uh, again, you can find their entire lineups at PulsarNV.com and... As we mentioned, that promo code is going to save you a lot of money, 20%. Use my promo code LONESTAR when you check out at PulsarNV.com. Coming up next on this fall gear review episode, we will check in with passionate big game hunter and skull hooker founder Rob Shaw. If you don't know what skull hooker is, you're going to find out after the break on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Call up Trudy on the telephone. Send her a letter in the mail. Hi, I'm Luke Anderson, the owner of Colt Construction. I'm also a proud outdoorsman and proud to support the Lone Star Outdoor Show. With roots dating back generations of hard work in the outdoors, I take pride in serving the citizens of the Lone Star State. There are tons of so-called roofing contractors in North Texas, but having a qualified, experienced, trustworthy one to deal with is few and far between. We want to be your one-stop shop to leave it better than we found it and have a relationship that goes past just improving your home or business. We run on three main principles. Quality, because quality comes with a price. We want to do it right the first time and use the best materials. Integrity, because you want to know the true condition of your home or business. And I'm going to be honest and tell you exactly what I think. Grit, because I've swung the hammer. Bottom to top, I've done the labor. I know how the system works. We specialize in many different systems, including metal, clay tile, flat roofing, and good old shingles. You can find us at coltbuilds.com, our Facebook page, or our phone number is 817-789-7588. Colt Construction, dirty hands, clean money, your blue-collar guy to call. No, it ain't there. I've been high, I've been wrong. I've been hell, yes, I've been hell, no. I'm trying my best. Woke up and wake go. That is Garrett Ford bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. Cable Smith here with you today 
on this gearhead episode, uh, things that I'm using in the field and, uh, hey, around the house, like uh, to display my, my trophies, which essentially take you back to that place in time of hunts gone by. And, you know, you can't help but smile as you reflect fondly on that experience. And so I think that's why we get things mounted, right? Or preserved is to honor that memory and to be able to access that moment in time. And that's why we're going to visit with Skullhooker's Rob Shaw here momentarily. But before we do that, this segment of the show is brought to you by the All Seasons Feeder. 600-pound stand and fill. No more hauling a ladder. No more standing up in the back of your pickup. It's so easy. You stand there and you fill the dang feeder. That's it. So simple. I don't know why all feeders weren't designed like this years ago. But it's the uh, stand and fill. You can find it at allseasonsfeeders.com. With that being said, let's bring him on right now, our next guest. Joining us from, uh, I think, maybe Oregon. Uh, we'll find out if I'm right or wrong on that. But uh, it's my pleasure to welcome Skullhooker founder and creator Rob Shaw to the show. Hey, thanks, Cable. It's, uh, I'm glad to, glad to be here talking to you today. Certainly. Uh, so let's get to know you a little bit here. We've talked on the phone and stuff previously, but I don't know much about you as far as your background in the outdoors. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Uh, if it's something you've done your whole life, and then you know, what do you? What is your favorite thing to hunt? Well, um, yeah, I've been hunting my entire life. My dad got me into it at an early age, and so I've uh, really been at it since I was twelve. Um, and I grew up here in Oregon. That's uh, that's where we're located. Um, kind of moved around you know, some various places since college and Arizona and down out in Colorado and a couple other places, but, um, you know, landed back here in Oregon. That's where I'm at now. Um, but yeah, hunt, been hunting my whole life. Um, really, you know, um, my favorite species to hunt is elk for sure. Um, but definitely into the deer hunting and just about anything else I can draw a tag for mm-hmm. time to go hunt. So we, I had on a guy, uh, by the name of Sam, oh gosh, I forget his last name, but, uh, he has a, a page addicted to antlers, and he's a big shed hunter and elk hunter in Oregon. And we talked a lot about the opportunities for out-of-state hunters to come to Oregon and hunt elk. It's, uh, I think, probably a little overlooked as far as if, if a dude from Texas or Oklahoma or somewhere else in the south wanted to come up to your neck of the woods. It's uh, certainly doable. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, Oregon's got some good opportunities. You know, some some other western states have some better quality, just depending on what species you're looking at. But they're... The availability of tags here is definitely uh, is uh, kind of like Colorado. There, there's a lot of opportunities for for just the average guy to come out and and uh, get into some mule deer hunting or elk hunting or whatever they're looking to do. So, mm-hmm. well, we're going to talk a lot about trophies today and and those you know the memories. You know, I'm sitting in a in a studio full of of antlers. You know, and every one of these has a different story to tell, and I can tell you who I was with. When I shot that animal, what the temperature was, probably what the weather was like, and uh, you know, every one of them is unique unto themselves. In your lifetime, though, what is the most memorable trophy that you've taken, Rob? And a trophy is obviously in the eye of the beholder, like we said, but uh, which one means the most to you? Well, I don't know. You know, um, for me, I just enjoy getting getting out of the office and getting out in the in the high country, but. Um, 
so I, I, uh, I like you, I can remember back to just about every every hunt and and who was with me. I think that's probably the the key. It's it's not necessarily what you killed. I mean, in this particular case or this hunt, I'm going to talk about it. I ended up killing a real good mule deer out of it, but that really wasn't the whole story. It was just. You know, the overall hunt, um, having my dad there, you know, he's getting older and, and uh, he can't get up and down the mountains like he used to. So it was just one of those uh, hunts where from start to finish, you know, we ended up killing a buck on the last day we were there and a big storm rolled in and it cleared out enough that I could I could find this buck before we ended up uh, tearing down our camp. And um, and so it was just, uh, you know, he didn't, although did pack out the, the buck with me, but he was there kind of helping it up at the top of the mountain and and uh it's just one of those uh one of those magical days and uh when the weather cooperated and and uh ended up you know again killing a, a good buck but just uh i think the the memory was more so because i had my dad along so mm-hmm. very cool very cool yeah you said the last day i i've got uh and going back to uh, trophies in the i have the beholder right i've got a, a dinky little mule deer he's a uh, three by three killed him on public land in new mexico and we got we had a white out a white out on top of the uh on the mountain and basically ended our our trip about three days early just because the conditions were so bad and i ended up shooting him on the way down the mountain <laughs> you know oh really uh-huh but the beauty of that was uh everyone was there to help me pack him out <laughs> Well, that's always handy. Like, hey, uh, you're already going down the mountain, right? So let me just throw a hindquarter in your pack there, buddy. So, yeah, but that's uh, that's one of the ones that, that I remember most fondly. And um, that's cool that your dad was there to share that experience with you. Um, how did you get into the outdoor space and, and become an entrepreneur in this industry? <laughs> well, I'll give you the short version of that. I uh, Actually, I... Uh, a fly fishing guide at one point and but I got into real estate development and um that's was my primary primary uh, job if you want to call it that and uh um I don't know back uh back about 2007 or 2008 the we had that wonderful recession and uh you know real estate and everything else kind of came to a halt and and in the middle of that is when you know, uh, the idea was born to create something to hang these European mounts that wasn't typically out there. I, that's how it all got started. Actually, mm. it was a, uh, you know, I had a few elk hanging off the wall, and I was tying their antlers back, trying to get a more natural, you know, presentation for them. I didn't really have very many European mounts, to be quite honest with you. And I think the reason why is I just didn't like the wood plaque, and I didn't like hanging them flat off the wall. Mm-hmm. So I got online, tried to find something out there, and uh, really couldn't find anything that would work and was professionally finished and hopefully, you know, that uh, could display the, the animal like I wanted to. And, and that's where it all got started. It just happened to be right in the middle of the recession. And so, um, but that's um, that's how that's how I got, that's how Skullicker got started, actually. And, um, you know, it's been quite a ride ever since. <laughs> some, I think the the best part of all of it is really, you know, the people that you get to meet in the outdoor industry. Um, there's some tremendous people out there, and I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of great people, and that's that's the best part about it. So. Yeah, and I've actually came across y'all's products. You guys came down to Texas and did I think what was it a Texas was it one of the trophy hunters extravaganzas during the summer? Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's where I first saw your product, 
I was like, hey, that's pretty, that's pretty neat. And that, and then you know, a couple of years went by, and then I'm like, man, I got like you, I've got these two elk European mounts that they've just been sitting on the floor, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I remember that skullhucker thing I saw in at the uh, Texas Trophy Hunter show, and reached out to you guys, and and uh, Scott sent me a couple of them. And anyone who's seen my live uh, videos from from the studio can see the, this this one elk skull. It's right behind my my office chair here and uh and i'm gonna let you talk a little bit about it because i'm, I'm actually moving it side to side right now as, as we speak but um how how is the you know describe the functionality of the skull hooker you said you're looking for uh, a better method to put, put those uh european mounts on the wall and and so how did you come up with it and how does it function well our, our first two products was the what we call little hooker and big hooker and they're for the wall and um, as the name implies, the little ones primarily for deer and, and antelope and you know mm-hmm. pronghorns and different smaller game, and then we have a bigger one for elk and Cape buffalo and bigger species. But the functionality is the same um, in the sense that we've created a prong that fits in the back of the skull um, naturally, so you can literally take your you know the, your trophy off and show your buddy or whatever or clean it or whatever you need to do with it. Um, so that was the first thing we did that was, uh, that it was sits right in that hole in the skull, which is what, is that where the, the spine column yeah. would go? Yep. Okay. Yep. So as long as the back of the skull's intact, that, that prong works perfectly for, for that. And then, of course, depending on what species you have, it would, it would dictate which bracket you would use, the bigger or the smaller one. So, mm-hmm. um, but the, what people like about it is uh, more so is that you can adjust the angle of that prong so that you're not, you know, for you, you know, everybody has a different eyeball of what they think looks right. Um, some people, you know, actually still buy our products and hang, hang them fairly flat off the wall uh, with not much of a pitch. But a lot of people will will tip that nose up of that species if, if we're talking about a deer or whatever. and it just gives a more natural presentation, a more upright natural look rather than that kind of that fighting look or the heads down hanging off the wall flat. So mm-hmm. that's what people like, I think, the most of, of our products is that you, you get that customization of the uh, of the up and down. And then just as you mentioned a minute ago, that you, you can also swivel them left and right. So you can put a bracket in the corner of a room and, and tip it back uh, into the room. Uh, or if you had some, you know, a, a kicker or something off one side, you wanted to showcase it, you could, you can rotate that uh, arm that comes off the wall left and right. So you've got up down uh, adjustments and left and right. So it gives you uh, the ability to customize it. So yeah, and and one of the things that I like is so I'm trying you know to fill up my studio and then my trophy room as fast as I can. It seems like, uh, but the space is limited. According to my wife, these animals may not spill into the rest of the house, which is fair. I get my own two rooms, right? It's kind of selfish of me actually, but I'm okay with it. Uh, but these things give me more room because you can put them um, at an angle, and then boom, you've got more room for other mounts. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah that's true. It's that's something that we actually found that I didn't thought much about early on, but we get a lot of comments that, you know, people are running out of wall space. Um, and, you know, there's no doubt that for the bulk of the hunters out there, uh, you know, taxidermy, a shoulder mounts, uh, they're fairly expensive. They seem to just keep going up in price. And, um, you know, uh, so a European mount's more affordable for sure, but it also 
it complements a shoulder mount in a trophy room. Um, some people like heroes better. I mean, just depending on the species. And uh, you know, we work with the shockies, and that they're all about you know European mounts. They rarely ever uh, shoulder mount anything. But so there's some people like that. Again, too, a space yeah. thing for Jim, right? <laughs> well, yeah, he definitely yeah. needs uh, more space. So, yeah. but we definitely, you know, it, Europeans do afford you more uh, abilities to get more heads on the wall. Um, you know, we all came up about a year or so ago, we came up with a, what we call the trophy tree, which is a, a floor display. And that allows you to get some heads off the wall to condense some of those European mounts onto our pole. It's a, about a six foot high uh, floor stand and allows you to customize all kinds of different heads on there, big and small alike. So that actually frees up some wall space too. So, uh-huh. Well, you know, I look at it as, as like kind of the evolution of a hunter when I started, I was I wanted to shoulder mount everything, right? And then space becomes an issue, and and then you realize, you know what? I'm not shoulder mounting anything again unless it's something I haven't harvested or unless it's bigger than the biggest one I have. And right. uh, and so that's why you know. But I still want to have those memories on the wall, you know. If you go to uh, let's just say Oregon, I come up to Oregon and I take a public land elk. Well, hell, that's going on the wall regardless of of uh, really what it looks like, you know. Uh, so well, I I agree with that. I mean, honestly, whether you're talking about a spike buck or a you know 200 inch uh, type buck, I mean they they all deserve our respect. And mm-hmm. um, you know it'd be a shame just to throw it in the garage and and uh, you know not have that memory up to to be looking at and thinking about on a daily basis or whenever you can get by to look at it. And um, you know that was another product that kind of was born from you know we we all have a garage full of, of uh, skull cap trophies people that have cut the skulls off oh, yeah. so we've got a bracket uh, two of them a large and a small size of what we call the bone bracket version so that's we created that just for the people that have already cut skulls off we've got a garage full of those things and you know instead of just trying to tack them up to the wall you can you can uh, get some adjustability and get them presented right on that too so all right i'm going to need some of those as well <laughs> yeah, you let me know. Yeah, I do. I have a box. We, we moved a year ago, and I've still got a box full of, uh, let's just call them culls or, um, mm-hmm. you know, not, well, basically they're not as nice as some of the other ones that are in the house, so that's where they stay. And But they still deserve to be looked at every time you pull in the garage, you know? And oh, I can yeah. still, just like the other ones, still tell you, it's not any less of an experience taking, um, you know, a smaller antlered animal. Uh, they still, like you said, deserve to be displayed. What about um, like different species? You mentioned Cape buffalo earlier. So you have a, a size prong for just about anything, as long as it's installed in, you know, into a stud, it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, as I mentioned when we first started, we were, our intent was to create something for deer and elk primarily. But we quickly found out that we got these guys buying these things for all kinds of species and some species I had to actually look up to see what they actually were. <laughs> and then, uh, but we, yeah, the, you know, the little hooker, um, and we also have a table version of that for an office desk or a shelf in the home. Uh, that prong size for both the little hooker for the wall and the table hooker for, for our desk, uh, works for all your deer. But of course, anything in that, you know, that ballpark up to like uh, roughly a mule deer size skull, um, that, uh, those types of species will work for that. You're, you could be talking about bear. Um, we also just created a mini hooker that's a little closer to the wall specifically for bears and other carnivores. But we, 
those 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 uh, products that we're talking about now work for all of those kind of species. Uh, you know, bear, pronghorn, uh, deer, and you start talking about international species like impala, uh, roebuck over in Europe. Uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, once you get to an elk-sized skull and larger, um, that's the what, what I mentioned earlier is the big hooker. And within every big big hooker package of uh, a product, it, there's two prongs included in there. The larger the two prongs would be specifically for those much bigger skulled species like moose, uh, Cape buffalo, bison, hmm. uh, that kind of thing. So okay, so and basically the only limiting factor is you just got to get it into a you know you've got to have a sturdy place to mount it. So you got to find a stud uh, if you're going to be putting those kind of skulls on on the wall. Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, the installation's easy. You, you definitely, you know, you want to find a stud just for safety's sake to make mm-hmm. sure it doesn't come out of the wall. But uh, no matter what you're hanging, but the, uh, you know, the the bracket, the wall brackets come with three. They're only they're three pieces. It's it's not rocket science to put one of these things up. You get that. It's so easy. Uh, cable can do it, right? <laughs> yes, you you can do it. Uh, but it's just a wall plate. Yeah. You want to make sure it's aligned vertically, and then you drop the the arm that comes off the wall into that, and then you figure out what angle you want on the prong that goes on the end of your arm, and and uh, you know all the hardware and everything is included with all this, and you just you figure out that uh, that angle, and and you slide your skull on there. So it's, mm-hmm. it's real, real, real simple. Which is why it's so appealing to me. Uh, it's just it really is that easy. Um, what about price point? I know there's a bunch of different models, but say, and I'll just ask you this: if I want for one for a deer-sized animal, what am I looking at? Well, for for the European uh, brackets, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the little hooker retails for thirty four ninety nine. Um, the tables at fifty nine ninety nine. Um, we have a, the mini that's also at thirty four ninety nine. Uh, if you've already cut the skull off, those bone bracket um, uh, products are right around the twenty dollar mark. Um, so they're all all real affordable. Um, and then big hookers. Offered. Uh, the, the big hooker is uh, fifty nine ninety nine, and uh, the trophy tree that I mentioned earlier uh, retails at one eighty, and that comes with five uh, attachments or uh, prongs and uh, arms that you can put uh, five on there, and, and if you want to put more species on there, you can buy additional attachments for that. But okay, so they're all real affordable, um, and most of them come in two color options: a brown and a black. Um, you know, when we started, uh, when I started the company, the the intent was to create a professionally finished product, and these are all powder coated steel, um, typically in two colors depending on the product. Um, but the, um, you know, we, we're hoping that at the end of the day, more wives or girlfriends or whatever will let some more heads into the house. You know, they're not everybody's a fan of the of the wood plaque. Um, you know, man after my own heart. Let me tell you, right. After all of us, you know. So with the compliments we get on it is that they're more streamlined. You know, they um, they're they're finished such that they go with the decor and other uh, accents around in the house. And so um, that's what we were trying to achieve early on, and and hopefully we, we we've done that and got a few more heads hung up anyway. So. Right, right. Um, we do have a new product. Um, we don't have time to go into it in detail, but we're going to hit on it more this spring because it does involve. Uh, turkeys and how to display those things. You guys are going to have something cool coming up for that, um, which, like I said, we'll provide some more insight on in the near future. Um, also, a I believe we have a 10% uh, discount code. Is that correct? Yeah, we're going to, for all your listeners, um, we're going to do a, a 10% uh, um, coupon code. 
uh, off our website, which is just skullworker.com. Uh, you just input Lone Star and uh, what's one word, and that'll get you that percent. We also will have a um, uh, $6.95 flat rate shipping. So no matter if you order one or 100, it's uh, you're oh, wow. $6.95 for shipping. Yeah, I've always been, you know, when I buy things online, I I, I always just got pissed off buying things that had, uh, you know, where they kind of suckered you in on a price, and then you get to the shipping, and there's this handling charge and all this stuff on there, and next thing you know, you're paying more than you would have for something, you know, if you'd have bought it elsewhere. So we, I just early on wanted to be fair about shipping. You know, if we're covering our shipping charges, and and you know, that's kind of all we're trying to do there, to where we're trying to make it affordable for everybody. So. Yeah. Yeah, no shipping. As someone who sends out uh, stuff all the time, uh, certainly <laughs> they gouge you. So that's a yeah. that's a nice perk there. Flat rate, no matter how many you order. Um, give us the uh, you gave us the website skullhooker.com. Folks can also find you on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Yep. Well, awesome, Rob. Well, hey, I've certainly enjoyed visiting today. And uh, man. I know that we're about to get to that busy time of year. You've got some tags that you're looking forward to uh, seeing if you can punch as well. Yep. Actually, I've got a Colorado elk tag I've been waiting 25 years for, so oh, I'm wow. forward to see what, what I can turn <laughs> up on that. An Ibex hunt in New Mexico. So wow. hopefully hopefully I can get an arrow into one or both of those species. So Well, good luck to you, my friend. All right. Well, sure appreciate you having me on. Hey, enjoyed it. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. All right, there he goes, Rob Shaw of Skull Hooker. Don't forget about that 10% off if you use that promo code Lone Star when you check out at SkullHooker.com. Uh, that segment of the show, by the way, brought to you by Arluck Outfitters. If you missed last week's show, it was all about my Newfoundland moose hunting experience with Arluck. I highly recommend it. Uh, it man, it exceeded all of my expectations as far as hunting a rutting bull moose in a beautiful and faraway place. Uh, food, lodging, people, all excellent. And Newfoundland is a unique opportunity because it doesn't come with a $25,000 price tag like Alaska or the Yukon. Check it out, rluckoutfitters.com if a moose hunt happens to be on your bucket list. Coming up next, we discuss backcountry optic systems versus whitetail systems. Big difference there. And we'll do that with Mark Boardman of Vortex Optics on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. That's the difference between whiskey Hey y'all, Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Live Oak Outdoors offers some of the best waterfowl hunting in the Central Flyway. Hunting over 2,000 acres of cut rice along the coast that attracts wintering geese by the tens of thousands. Hunts take place out of layout blinds or white parkas over a spread of 1,500 decoys. It's also common to shoot pintail and other puddle ducks in the goose spread. Professional guides make sure you have a safe and memorable hunt of a lifetime. They're based out of El Campo, Texas. Check them out at liveoakoutdoors.com or you can book your hunt by calling Chris Slimp at 832-466-9646. 
Houston I can get there by dawn There's plenty of stuff in that city To get something good going on Well, I want to keep on coming But she don't want me around Cause she stole my heart, killed my pride But she can't put me in the ground That's the music of Adam Hood She don't love me no more Bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show, Cable Smith riding shotgun with you today. Thanks so much for letting me be a part of your week. I do appreciate it. Also, as always, want to thank Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris. We're rocking and rolling here, about to get into some optics conversation with our good friend Mark Boardman from Vortex. Uh, but before we do that, this segment is proudly brought to you by Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. I've been using Josh and Becky forever, <laughs> for a long time. Like eight or nine years, maybe longer. I don't know. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. But Josh and Becky Gunther deliver amazing quality in a timely manner. None of this waiting for a year or two to get your mount back. I mean, that's ridiculous, right? They answer the phone when I call, and they'd love to give you the amazing service that I've experienced over the years. You can find them at gr8mounts.com. That's gr8mounts.com. With that being said, let's bring on our next guest. He's a semi-regular contributor to the show here. Mark Boardman of Vortex Optics. Thanks for being here, man. No, I appreciate it, Cable. Appreciate uh, you having me on. Absolutely. And, you know, this is my favorite time of the year, yours as well. This is when, uh, oof, time flies, dude. I mean, I'm waking up with the specific buck just giving me, I don't want to say nightmares. He's the first thing I wake up and think about, and he's the last thing I think about when I go to bed, you know? <laughs> he, he's on, He's under your skin. Oh, I want to kill him so bad, and uh, I, I really do. I really do. He's a one. He's a beautiful buck. He's mature. He's uh, he's giving me the slip. He winded me last week. All the other bucks are coming in front of the blind. All the other deer, and now this wily old son of a gun. He he walks behind my blind where there's really it's so thick that you never think a deer would even go back there. And this is like 30 minutes before sunup. I'm in a pop up, and then next thing I hear is just uh, him just blowing out of there. So he's no, a tricky one. Yeah, it sounds like he knows the program a little bit, which you know, hopefully you can connect and make come together. It'll make it even sweeter. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if you've got a big buck that's keeping you up at night, but uh, I know that you've done quite a bit of hunting already this fall. So, tell us a little bit about what you've been chasing so far. So, man, just you know, I had a super fun hunt uh, earlier in the year in Montana. Went out with some buddies uh, to to bow hunt elk, and you know, had some of the just coolest elk encounters that i've ever had unfortunately uh you know didn't come home with one but just gotten you know a raging bugle fest with a couple bulls and had them come close and just you know unfortunately and it's kind of on me you know didn't 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 close the deal there uh, but, you had shot uh, opportunity yeah oh yeah 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 so but uh that's, See, there's uh, more to that story mark you don't have to be you don't have to be ashamed i missed three times in montana this year <laughs> So come on, let's uh, share in each other's misery. I feel, I feel so much less alone right now. <laughs> um, but no, man, it was a super cool hunt. And then most recently got out with my dad and my brother. Uh, my home state's Washington. I've probably mentioned that before. So I chased black hills with my dad and my brother. And, and uh, we just we just had a blast. I mean, it was just, you know, getting home with family and getting back to my roots. You know, that's that's when I started hunting deer. That's that's what we hunted was black tails and ended up um, – uh, killing a, a really nice buck in the timber during a rainstorm and the wind was blowing, shot him at 81 yards. And it was just, it was just, it couldn't have been, honestly, it couldn't have been better. So it was just uh, really, really made my, made my season, made my year. I mean, definitely something I'll remember for the rest of my life. Awesome. Yeah. You can't beat that time with family. There's no doubt about that. 
And, no, but uh, it's definitely it, it's special for sure. I uh I went to uh Canada fishing with my dad this year and he's uh, 65 and okay. Uh, yeah. We did a we did a canoe trip like full on, you know, you're going to portage, you're going to carry all your crap from one lake to the other. I mean, it's like boundary water strip. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know, I'm looking at him and and he's oh, he's a hell of a lot better fisherman than me. Um but I'm like, I, you know, how many more times is he going to be able to do that? He's 65 years yep. old, you know? Yep. So, nope. I think in the older you and I get, I mean, I'm, you're close to my age. I imagine your dad is somewhere in that ballpark. And, you know, the, the, I think as we get older, we look at it and, and we start to treasure it more as as the son. Um, back and, and maybe earlier on in that in that relationship, the parent's the one that's treasuring it more, you know? Yeah, yeah, nope, I definitely. You kind of take it for yeah, granted when you're young. <laughs> well, you think you always, you've got all the time in the world. And, you know, as you get older, you know, the the realization of uh, your mortality and mortality in general starts to set in and you know all of a sudden you know your priorities or what's you know your your level of importance you place on certain things starts to starts to shift and and honestly probably you know kind of go back to you know really what's what's truly important yes yeah well the only things not fearing mortality it sounds like are montana elk if you're an i are at full draw so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, they, 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 they appear to be pretty safe. Oh, God. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about that because I, I want to talk today about, you know, we've talked about specific optics in the past, a, a whole line of Vortex uh, stuff, and today I want to focus more on what's in our backcountry optics package versus our whitetail package or maybe your blacktail package because I imagine they're yep. different. I know mine are very different especially when you compare archery versus rifle hunting. And for instance, there was, um, and, and this, I just have to tell you this too. So one of the times that I missed in Montana, it was because I didn't have a chance to range the bull. Yeah. He was, he had me pinned down. It was like, okay, I've got my range finder or I can come to full draw. And of course right. I chose full draw and I, I just guessed the range downhill and I guessed wrong. You know, if I'd have shot him for 46 instead of 36, dead bull went right under him i don't have you ever had that happen though where you've had to had to choose between ranging or or coming to full draw yeah absolutely you know and and uh it's just one of those things sometimes you know you're presented with an opportunity whether it happens fast or you know an animal comes out of nowhere like you said maybe you're caught out in the open and you know like you said you got to make a choice you're going to bring up your range finder and get a range but chances are that animal's going to you know, see that movement and bolt and mm-hmm. you'll be left with, with a range. And, uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's one of those trickier situations. I mean, obviously if you can get a range, you know, do it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, that, that, that's a tricky one though, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I've wanted that arrow back. I mean, the, the other two times I'll be honest, I hit, I hit limbs and it, when it, one went over, one went under and, and I didn't really, those didn't really stick with me like this one. Cause he was broadside out in the open, but that's, that was the thing. He was looking right at me. I'm like, oh, I'm, I think this is how far he is. And I don't know, looking back in time, if I should have just ranged him. And if he ran, then he runs. But Well, you know what? I mean, and, and that's one of those situations where you would have been going, if he if he took off, he says, I knew I should have just shot. Right, right, right. <laughs> so you know what? Next time that happens, I'll probably range him and he'll probably run off. And I'll be like, yeah. damn it. <laughs> so there, there, yeah, like you said, there's, there's a reason why they generally win. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as that range finder though, that was just sitting there in my, you know, on my chest instead of in my hand, ranging that out. 
Uh, I was I had the uh, Razer HD 4000. It's the uh, latest yep. and greatest rangefinder and and your long line of and and history of of rangefinding technology there. Um that is that is a pretty sick piece and I'll tell you why because now that I'm I'm bow hunting with it and when I'm climbing a tree, I'm not taking binos anymore because it also acts as a magnification piece uh which, you know, it's a it's a pretty sweet sweet little unit. Yeah, I mean, you know, optically, you know, for a rangefinder, it does really, really well. Um, I'm not, I, I, I still can't go to the tree without, or the tree or the mountains or wherever I'm going without a set of uh, at least 10 by 42s on my chest. But mm -hmm. I, I will say, you know, to your point, uh, if I just need a quick look, right, because I, I, I clip it to uh, my binocular harness. So it's actually kind of on the exterior of my binocular harness. I use that, that, um, that utility clip that's on, mm -hmm. on the rangefinder. Um, for a quick look or, or you just want to identify something or confirm something, uh, it's a very, very capable, you know, almost monocular that you have. And then, you know, if you want to, you know, fine-tune or look further or just really set up in glass, you know, then I go to my regular binoculars. But, yeah, it does, it does really well optically for sure. So my optics package for the uh, for the backcountry, let's say, was the um, obviously the Razer um, 4000, and then I had the Viper HD 20 to 60 by 50, no, by 80 spotter. That's right, by 80. Uh, okay. And then the uh, I have the uh, Viper 10 by 42 binos. So I also have the Furies, but since I was taking the um, the Razer, I was like, well, I don't need two rangefinders, so I left the Furies at home. Um, yep, yep. Which so so that that's my my package there for any type of open country. What what is yours? So, you know, and mine'll mine'll uh fluctuate a little bit or it may differ uh depending on what I'm chasing, right? You know, mm -hmm. am I am I anticipating that I'm going to be chasing elk more, you know, it might be a backcountry hunt where where space and weight are definitely uh, big considerations, but I might not be glassing at at extreme distances. But I'd say you know, on maybe say a more open landscape, uh, backcountry hunt, uh, and I'm and if I'm really trying to be a minimalist, mm -hmm. um, I'll go from I'll go the minimalist route to maybe a little more robust optics package. But I might carry like a Razer UHD or a Razer HD uh, 12 by 50, and that's going to be the binocular that I have on my chest. And it's also going to be the binocular that I put on my tripod if I'm going to be doing a lot of glassing. And then if I need uh, more magnification, maybe I'm really trying to see what something is, uh, then uh, the Razer HD 11 to 33 by 50 spotter. It's a very, very capable spotter. It's extremely lightweight. It's coming in at about 25 ounces. And so to put that in perspective, that's pretty much the same weight as like one of our 10 by 42 binoculars. Mm -hmm. So um, you've got a ton of optical capability. You've got your tripod binocular. You've got, you know, you can still handhold a 12 by 50, and then you've got that just that ultra lightweight flyweight spotter with incredible optical quality that's going to be able to do. Um, uh, it's a it's a very unassuming optic as far as how much optical performance you get out of that spotting scope. So that would be like my my flyweight setup. Okay. Um, if I was on maybe, uh, you know, going to be in a little bit more uh, dense terrain, uh, maybe I don't plan on, um, uh, uh, you know, needing a spotting scope or doing a bunch of tripod glassing, then I'm probably going to go with a 10 by 42 on my chest. 
and then that Razer HD 4000 uh, rangefinder. And that would be, you know, even a setup that I'd use for bow hunting and rifle hunting. Uh Um, You know, and then uh, at times I've carried a a 10 by 42 or 12 by 50 and our 65 millimeter or 85 millimeter uh, razor spotter. So, you know, one goes up to uh, 60 power. The other one, I think, goes up to 48, you know, and depending on the hunt, you know, one of those is going to be uh more advantageous when i was hunting uh moose in alaska uh last or i guess two septembers ago now um we needed a spotting scope but we weren't glassing at such extreme distances that i i actually preferred the lower end that the 65 millimeter spotter had we actually had the 65 Hmm. and the 85 with us but since the the 65 uh, has a low end of 22 power, where the 85 has a low end of 27 power. I was actually spending a lot of time on that on that 22 power, which gave us a wider field of view. It was e- easier to you know really look at a bull after you'd spotted him with your binoculars. So you're going to find each optic is going to maybe shine a little bit in in a different scenario. Um, weight wise, actually, those two spotters don't differ um, a whole heck of a lot. So really, it's just kind of what you're looking. Uh, where you're going to be and what you're going to be doing is kind of what I dic- what would dictate, you know, between uh, what you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, on that Newfoundland moose hunt I just did, I took the uh, Viper HD spotter mm-hmm. and carried it around for two days. And, and the second day, actually had an opportunity to get out. And my guy looks at me, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to glass. We're up here on this high point. And he goes, these animals weigh 1,200 pounds. If one walks out, you're going to see it with your binos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we just weren't, I mean, it's not like we were having to glass like miles away. He's like, we're on this, you know, you can see everything and you're going to be able to see a moose with your binos. Actually, you'll probably see it with your naked eye if we see one. So right. he's like, you don't right. need to bring that again. And I was like, oh, okay. Mark, certainly enjoying the conversation. Still a lot more to get into. Um, just want to make sure you're cool to stick around for a few more minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. And that segment brought to you by Lone Star Ag Credit. You know, land is the one thing they're not making any more of, but we all want it. So if you're ready to take that next step and make your dream your reality, well, Lone Star Ag Credit has been helping its borrowers finance their own piece of paradise for over 100 years. They'll do the same for you. You can find them at LoneStarAgCredit.com. We'll continue talking optics after the break with Vortex's Mark Boardman on the Lone Star Outdoors Show. I feel the bullet go deep in my chest From out of nowhere, Felina has found me Kissing my cheek as she kneels by my side Hey y'all, spring is here, and that means a lot of things, but specifically, your lawn is about to become your own worst nightmare. That's why I use JC's Landscaping. They do everything from lawn and landscape maintenance to fertilization and weed control. New premium sod installations. Hey, you need a French drain? I had to have them put in a French drain a couple years ago. They do that too. Landscaping updates, makeovers, stone borders, patios, and much more. Serving the North Dallas and surrounding areas, you can find them at jclandscapingllc.com and tell them cable sent you. Howdy folks, I'm Lee Hoffair for Hoffair's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. I hope you're enjoying the Lone Star Outdoor Show. We've been a title sponsor for a number of years now, and we're proud to be a part of it. I'd also like to thank you for making Hoffair's once again the number one Polaris dealer in Texas. Hey guys, Cable here, and uh, I want to tell you about outdoor access. See, access is the one thing I hear hunters complaining about the most. They don't have a place to hunt, but they want to, right? Well, outdoor access is the solution to that problem. Think Uber but for hunters. It's a membership-based program. It's only $9 a month, 
but it gives you access to a list of properties for uh, hunting whatever you want you want to hunt deer one weekend great you want to hunt ducks on another property the next fine turkey on another you have dozens to choose from and it's a lot less expensive than paying for a traditional 52 week lease so if you're interested in basically what i call uber for the outdoorsman use the activation code lone star at checkout just go to outdooraccess.com that's outdooraccess.com and use my promo code lone star for 30% off your membership. That's OutdoorAccess.com. This old shotgun is wood and steel. It don't breathe and it don't feel. But I like the way it shines. In the frosty morning light. Cable Smith, welcome everybody back to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Justin Bowerman, this guitar, the name of that one there, which is unreleased. Uh, Justin played that in studio, golly, had to be dang near a decade ago, to be honest with you. But certainly one of my favorites there for my buddy Justin Bowerman, who I once saw kill two turkeys with one shot. And we were hunting out in Jack County, which ironically was also the first time, and I think the only time I've ever shot a gobbler out of midair. Usually they run off. But uh, this old guy decided to take flight, and back then I did a lot more goose hunting, and so it was uh, it was just like riding a bike <laughs> with a big thud at the end. Um, this segment of the show, by the way, proudly brought to you by Dallas Safari Club, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. This is a group of folks who are passionate, and I imagine you're passionate about the same things, but education, hunter's rights, and conservation. If that sounds like things that you're interested in, check us out. You can do so by heading over to biggame.org. We'd love to have you. Um, all right, let's pick it back up with our friend Mark Boardman of Vortex Optics, who was nice enough to stick around. And, you know, Mark, before the break, I, I talked about briefly the moose hunt that I just returned from and how a spotting scope was absolutely unnecessary due to the size of the animals and the terrain we were hunting um, and the fact that it was during the rut, so we were trying to call the, the bulls in. So it was going to be a close-range deal, even though we were sitting up high and, and essentially glassing. My guide looked over at me, and he's like, okay, well, you do not need a spotting scope. You're going to be able to see these things with your binos, maybe even the naked eye. So obviously your optics package is, is dictated a lot of times by the terrain and game that you're pursuing. Like take uh, something smaller, like a coos deer, for example, Mark. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Every every situation is different, you know. Mm -hmm. all, all the game itself, you know, by size varies. But uh, speaking of coos deer, though, you know, if I was if I was rifle hunting coos deer, you know, my optics package would probably be because you do spend so much time using tripod mounted binoculars. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd probably run the ten by forty two Fury HD range finding binoculars on my chest. And then I'd have either a 12 by 50 Razor UHD or the 18 by 56 UHDs on the tripod. Uh, and then, you know, a 65 or 85 millimeter spotting scope. And, you know, that's a situation where you're, you're probably going to be using all, all three of those pretty darn extensively. And really probably the, the Fury HD 10 by 42 range finding binocular, you know, uh, once you find a buck, you know, oftentimes you get a little bit more uh, long distance shot in those scenarios. So it's nice to have the 10 power while you're trying to range and then also be able to, you know, spot for impacts for, uh, your, you know, the person you're hunting with and, and see what's going on there. So that's where a range finding binocular, in my opinion, comes in really, really handy. Well, yeah, and I felt like my general 
idea on that is um, when I'm rifle hunting, I prefer the Furies. Like the, just me personally, when I'm bow hunting, I prefer the uh, the handheld. You know, the Razor yep. 4000. Because when I'm whitetail hunting, say here locally, whether uh, that's with a bow or a rifle, for me it's 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 a two piece deal. And with a rifle, it's just the the binos and then the scope, which you know these days is an AMG. Um, and then it's um and and in the tree it's it's the binos and then rangefinder. Um, yep. And because the thing with the fury, the only thing that I don't like about it for bow hunting is you got to you got to you're gonna have to operate it with two hands. You know you're gonna have to hold it with your left hand, push the button to range with your right hand. Whereas you know you're you're trying to be as stealthy as possible when bow hunting, and that's why I think the handheld. Um, I think that's that's my personal preference anyway. Yeah, you know, I, I know guys that they they love the Furies, you know, range from binocular, and they bow hunt with it all the time. I'd say my personal preference is the handheld as well, just yeah. because um, it's just a little bit smaller frame. And, and, you know, your shots are closer, you're ranging things that are closer. So, you know, that's a scenario where, where the 7 power versus the 10 power is actually, it's, it's an advantage to have a little bit less magnification, you know. So, um it's just, uh, like you said, everything is just so situational, and and I'm not, you know, trying to tell people oh, you need to buy ten thousand different optics, but um, <laughs> you know, if really if, you need four, right? Okay, let's just break it down as as simplistic as possible. You need a scope on your rifle, that's yeah. one. You need binos, that's two. You need a spotting scope for some applications, that's three, and you need a rangefinder. So yep. that's four pieces of equipment. Uh, some Texas guys that are taking a six pack of beer to the you know, to the deer blind might argue and say, well, I just need a rifle scope. And that may be true if your feet are set at 200 yards. Uh, and uh, and all you need is a rifle scope. I don't know. But uh, basically, I think there's the, those are the four key components, right, that uh, everyone should have. You said $10,000. Basically, you just need four pieces of equipment. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think, you know, like you said, there's definitely people and scenarios that, you know, you can get away with, you know, not having all those things. Heck, you know, when I was growing up, you know, I didn't even – I didn't have a set of binoculars, you know. But uh, I can tell you this, you know, my confidence level on this hunt, you know, I was carrying, I had a 10 by 42 on my chest. I had the 18 by 56 UHDs on a tripod and then, you know, the Razor HD uh, 4000 rangefinder. That was my kit for this last hunt, right? Mm -hmm. And my confidence level of being able to spot game and execute a shot was definitely higher than had I not had those tools at my disposal. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and 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 that's why I absolutely love the uh, the Furies for for going back to the rifle hunting is, boom, then you don't have to carry the handheld. So it's all about yeah, you know what you're comfortable with. There's no there's really no right or wrong answer, and we could discuss it all day, which I think is, that's why it's fun to figure out. Hey, this is what I do, and uh, this is what you do, and and I think that we learn from other people and and what works for them. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, um, I wanted to ask you about tripods though. Because there's there's a lot of them out there. Some are better than others. Not every tripod is created equally. Uh, what are you taking on your your backcountry or you know western hunts? You know, so for for a lightweight tripod right now in our lineup, we've got a tripod. It's the Summit SS. Uh, it's a it's a super lightweight tripod. It's got a pan head on it. Um, for most things, particularly if you're going to mount your, your binoculars on, on a tripod, definitely a pan head, in my opinion, is the way to go. Um, you know, and then if, if you're not, uh, if, if space and weight aren't, you know, super crazy concerns, then our pro GT tripod, um, is a really nice tripod as well. Again, it's got, it's got a pan head on it. 
Uh, it's got lever locks um, on the legs, and so that's that's a pretty solid setup as well. And, and neither of those tripods break the bank, which is nice. Mm-hmm. A good way to go, particularly like if you've already located something with your binoculars and you want to, uh, you know, uh, just zoom in on it with the spotter you know a ball head is nice and the other nice thing about a ball head is they're like they're really compact as well it's a very streamlined setup yeah well I, yeah i like it because it's lightweight and like you said compact um i actually take it all the time in my carry-on bag you know um when okay, i'm traveling sure. because i don't want to get busted i don't trust the airline first of all i've already <laughs> given them my sign over my soul when they're when they're handling my my uh rifle right so my Spotting scope, and this is what I would advise to, to anyone, when you're traveling on an airplane with a firearm, um, your spotting scope, your binos, your tripod, and one extra set of camo because you don't want to get there and, and the airline loses your bag and then you have no camo. But all that needs to be in your carry-on bag. That's what I do, and uh, it's, I think it's foolhardy not to do it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I think that's really good advice, you know, and, and when I can, I do the same thing. Oftentimes, I'll even wear my, you know, even though it's a pain when you go through the airport, but I'll wear my hunting boots, you know, uh, on the plane, like you said, just one set of one set of hunting clothes to get you by, and yeah. and and you know, and and your primary optics. Um, well, they're not so, touching my optics, Mark. There's no way. You know, <laughs> heaven heaven forbid, you know, they they lose a bag, but you know, oftentimes you can borrow a rifle if you yeah. need to, but. Uh, you know, if you're going to be uncomfortable out wherever you're at and not have, you know, the right, uh, clothing, you know, it's, it's nice to have that stuff with you. Well, in, in hunting boots, let's be honest, they're heavier than, you know, your regular, whatever most people travel with tennis shoes, sandals, whatever. Uh, I have had to, because you got to get it under 50 pounds, right? Usually they'll let you skirt it like 52 pounds. I figured out, but like up, up over that. And they're like, Nope. So you have to cut some weight out of there. So then I will go into my bag and put the hunting boots on and put the tennis shoes in the, in the, uh, check yep. bag. Yep. So I've had to do that a couple of times, <laughs> yeah. but the optics, no, they're staying with me. So, yep. uh, yep. yeah, it's funny. People look at stuff like, you know, the airport security, they're like, what is this? And I'm like, that is a spotting scope or that is a thermal, uh, rifle scope or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, they, they don't see a lot of that stuff. So, uh, kind of they, th- they think it's different and uh you're wearing camo so they already think you're different <laughs> no. um, yeah 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 you can surprise some folks every now and again yeah yeah so what's next on uh on your agenda man as far as hunts you know uh man i'm stoked to be back in wisconsin right now um just because the rut is cranking at least for you know for us right now it seems like my phone every five minutes is blowing up with somebody uh, you know, our archery season is in full swing. So, uh, bucks are on the move and people are finding a lot of success. So I'm going to be chasing some deer around here pretty shortly. And then our, our rifle season will start later this month. And then, uh, probably end up in Arizona chasing coos deer with the bow. So hopefully, uh, hopefully find some success, but, uh, like you said, they're generally, uh, they're generally pretty crappy. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm heading to Illinois for a whitetail hunt, muzzleloader hunt coming up in December. And so I want to ask you one last question as we're wrapping things up here. Yeah. Because this is this is a situation where, okay, maybe you do have to have another scope. Muzzleloaders have a lot of recoil, right? Does Vortex make an optic specifically for uh, the muzzleloading application? Or is there one in your line that you recommend that you know will you know stand up to that kind of recoil? 
So yeah, I mean, so any of our rifle scopes are going to work just fine on a muzzleloader. You know, I'd say the. So that's a bunch thing, of BS that people have been throwing out there for a long time, which I, I figured it was. <laughs> I said like I I can speak to, I can speak to our products, you uh -huh. know, um, and I'd I'd say you know I I wouldn't be uncomfortable you know putting you know pretty much anything on a muzzleloader. Uh, you know, that said, I think you're going to want to pick something that's like you know, an appropriate magnification range or, you know, the optical quality or, you know, you know, tier of, of performance that you're looking for. If, if I was going to pick one, um, if you're going to pin me down and say pick one for, and I'll say for like kind of like a more general muzzleloader scope where your shots are probably going to be anything from, you know, we'll say 20 to 200 yards. Mm -hmm. uh, man, it's, it's tough to beat the Viper HS two and a half to 10. Um, just an extremely, uh, extremely capable rifle scope. I love that magnification range. You know, anything from super close shots out to 200 yards, no problem. You know, even beyond that, uh, my buddy Ryan was just talking about a deer that he killed with that scope at like five something. You know, and oh, wow. it's just and, um, optically does a really good job. Uh, they're just crazy durable. I just I, I can't say enough about just like the the performance of that optic. Um, you know, that I, really that entire Viper HS series. Um, and it, you know, and, and they're not killing a guy in his pocket at the same time. So it's just, that's, that's just a great all around. So what's the entry level MSRP on one of those? Uh, you know, I think, oh man, I don't, I don't have the price book in front of me right now. I think you're probably about, you know, four or five or 500 bucks, maybe something like that. So, okay. Affordable. So right on, man. Well, good stuff, Mark, as always, uh, wish you success knocking down a big old Wisconsin buck this season and. Hope to Appreciate see you soon, it. my friend. Nope, hope to see you as well. Yeah, wish you guys all the luck and all your listeners. Uh, tis the season. Uh, hard to believe it's uh, we're so far into it, but we still have a lot to go. So good luck, everybody, and uh, hopefully see you out there. Awesome, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. Talk soon. Bye. All right, there you have it. A little optic scatter shooting with Mark Boardman, a good buddy from Vortex Optics. That segment of the show... Proudly brought to you by John X Safaris. I am heading back for trip number four with John X in South Africa this coming summer. Dates are July 24th through August 1st. If you want to be a part of the 2020 Safari with John X, just shoot me an email, lonestaroutdoorshow at gmail.com. Well, just looking at the clock here, we are flat out of time. Got to go. Got to get out of here. Thanks to all of our guests today. Mark Boardman of Vortex Optics, Rob Shaw of Skullhooker, and Blake Johnson of Pulsar Night Vision and Thermal. We will do it again, same time, same place next week. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of the Lone Star Outdoors show. Until then, I'm Cable Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. I shot your dog. He was on the property, thought he was a coyote, on the road. I've been missing some chickens, so I pulled the trigger.